Triathlon Show, episode 66. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and on today's episode, I'll discuss seven big mistakes that beginner triathletes often make in their training and racing. These mistakes are doing too much too soon, not being consistent, not learning how to pace, not learning proper form and technique, training your best discipline the most and your weakest the least, training at the wrong intensities, and finally, not having a race plan. Before I dive into them in more detail, here's a quick piece of house cleaning, and that is, when you hear this episode, I should, fingers crossed, have landed in Lisbon a couple of days ago, as of the 10th of October. And for new listeners, a quick background story, I have just recently quit my engineering job in Helsinki and am moving to Lisbon to pursue coaching full-time and also see where I can take my own triathlon racing career. But before moving here, I just spent a week in Azerbaijan on a hopefully fantastic vacation with interesting cities and magnificent nature. So as you can imagine, right now I'm pretty swamped with everything that comes along with a big move to an entire different country and just having come back from a trip in addition to that. So I'm at the edge of my capacity with spending the work hours that I have available at the moment on my own athletes and their coaching. And then of course having my own training as well to try to fit in. That means that I'm probably a bit less responsive to emails, but I will get back to you all as soon as I have time, which hopefully will be very, very soon. And item number two on the house cleaning list is uh, related to the content and topics of this podcast and the widespread of listeners from complete beginners to super competitive athletes and elite coaches. So specifically for the benefit of the beginner athlete listener group, I want to ask you, do you want a short, less than 15 minutes additional episode per week that is uh, specifically for beginners? So a beginner quick tip kind of episode every single week in addition to the other two episodes that I have been producing for a long time now. The trigger to this and my thinking that this may be needed was that I got my first ever four-star review on iTunes uh, sad face. No kidding. It's uh, I re- actually really appreciate it and especially appreciate the feedback. Uh, the review read, good listen with lots of relevant information on all sorts of triathlon training. Only di- downside is I would like more beginner related information, otherwise top notch. So uh, I do agree definitely that there might be a bit of a lack of uh, beginner related information. And that is why I'm asking you, would you like a third episode that comes out every week that is short and to the point the advanced listeners may skip that and uh, the beginners will i'd like you to listen to every single one of them it would be the kind of episodes where you tune in week after week after week to get quick actionable and easily understandable tips without me going too much into background or details at all or definitely not uh, getting technical or talking science or that sort of things just very very easy to understand tips 
So let me know how that sounds. I think I will definitely do this if at least 10 people email me to michael at scientifictriathlon.com and that's Michael with a K and say, yes, I do want to have this kind of beginner quick tip episode. So again, email me and if I get at least 10 emails, then I will do these kinds of episodes going forward in the near future. Michael at scientifictriathlon.com and that's Michael with a K. Okay, now let's get into the main topic of today's episode. Seven big mistakes that beginner triathletes make. Mistake number one is doing too much too soon. You're new to the sport and it's all fun and exciting. It's very easy to get wrapped up in trying to train all three sports as much as you can. And it's very understandable. I know I've done it uh, in a triathlon but also especially maybe in running when i first started out and the danger here is that you can very easily a get injured or b burn out if you do too much too soon injuries are particularly common because your endurance will improve quickly so you can train for longer uh, as you start out but it takes quite a lot longer for your tendons your ligaments and your bone to catch up and become stronger and more resilient to injury it will happen with time but uh, it's a slower process so therefore you need to take a very gradual approach to increase your training volume and the second thing burnout it's really easy to train yourself into a hole once the honeymoon is over. If you've trained too much at that point, you could really lose all the enjoyment that led you to train so much in the first place. So that's uh, kind of a catch-22. But uh, you need to avoid that because it might lead you to stopping the sport altogether or just becoming very inconsistent and having periods of on and off, on and off, on and off training. So again, very gradually build up and give yourself time to assess, is this an amount of training that I would find sustainable and fun over a long period of time? For example, you can ask yourself, could I do this for 45 to 48 weeks of the year? And if the answer is no, maybe you should back off for a little bit just and and get to a sustainable level. So your action steps for this mistake is work in three-week cycles, as an example, and that would mean that you could keep a higher training volume in the first two, for example, four hours per week, and then greatly reducing it in the third week, for example, two hours. That would be your recovery week. Then each cycle you go through, each cycle of three weeks, you can gradually increase those levels slightly by up to 10% or so. So that would mean that in the next cycle, you might have instead of four hours, four hours 20 in your on weeks. And instead of two hours, two hours 10. So two hours and 10 minutes in the off weeks. Mistake number two, not being consistent. I've asked a lot of guests on the show as part of the rapid fire questions segment, what's a personal habit that's helped you achieve success? And the answer is almost always consistency. Improvement in endurance sports isn't really all that sexy. You'd be surprised to see how simple the training programs of many world-class athletes are, especially in single sport disciplines, triathlons is Kind of a different story, although that being said, many world-class triathletes have much, much less complex programs than many, especially, I would say, self-coached advanced age groupers. But uh, single sports disciplines like marathoners, cyclists, cross-country skiers, they have extremely simple training programs in many cases and see a high level of success on them. 
the reason is that it's not the complexity of your program, of course, that determines how good you become, but really building consistency. And these athletes have had years upon years upon years of consistency of building endurance and gradually increasing their training stress and training loads that they can take on. So I would advise you to prioritize consistency above all. Performances in one-off workouts are of minimal relevance compared to consistency. I don't really care if you give me one monster workout with a fantastic execution per week and you break 100 Strava segments. If you always miss one of your planned workouts for the week, I'd actually much rather have you execute your training program to 100% and never miss a single workout, even if you don't have those big highs in single workouts. And this is something that I feel that many beginners lose sight of. Sometimes it's just because of not knowing about this, and that is why I tell you now. And uh, this is why this is second on the list as well of mistakes and almost as important as number one, not doing too much too soon. It's really difficult to, to tell which one is more important than the other. But another reason that uh, beginners make this mistake is that sometimes it's easy to get too bogged down in the details and not really seeing the big picture. So focus on the big picture and not the small details. Your action step for this mistake is if you followed action step one, you should now know roughly how much you plan to train each week. So let's say it's uh, two swims, one bike, one run and one brick per week. I'll link to an episode, Beginner Triathlon Training with Gail Bernhardt, episode 54 in the show notes of today's episode. And you can learn more about the actual training structure for beginners in that episode. Anyway, let's keep that as an example schedule. And let's say that one of those swims maybe drops out in in those recovery weeks so that you can train less. And your action step is simply to always, always perform 100% of these workouts, even if sometimes you don't have the time. So you might uh, have to cut off a little bit of time from those workouts, but try to always get the workouts in. And this requires planning and time management. And for more info on those topics, I will also link to episodes 10, which is a solo episode by myself on time management, 37, which is on time management and balance with my guest Amy Farrell, and the recent episode 60 with Matt Dixon on Fast Track Triathlete, which is his new book, but the concept, more importantly, that he that he details in that book and, and how the time-crunched triathlete can train and develop an athlete IQ that allows you to, to do changes when needed, but still get those sessions in. Mistake number three is not learning how to pace. Learning how to pace yourself and knowing what effort you can sustain for how long based on your perceived exertion is, in my opinion, perhaps the most important skill there is in triathlon. And in this case, I don't count consistency as a skill, but rather as a habit, just to make that clear. So it's great if you use things like GPS watches, heart rate monitors, power meters, etc. But if you do, you must still always learn to marry a certain reading on your device with how you feel in your body, because you can't just rely on devices. That's not a sustainable way to improve as a triathlete. So essentially, you need to learn how much effort are you putting out and how long could you hold it for and get very much in tune with your body and answer that question at all times. 
So questions you can ask yourself is, is this effort something that I could hold for a 750-meter swim, for a 20K bike, or a 5K run, for example, if you're training for a sprint triathlon? And if you do use devices, that's great, as I said, but do check your files after workouts to see if your pace dropped off, it was if it was steady, or if it progressively increased. And the latter two, steady and progressively increasing, are great, but a drop-off in pace is something you generally want to avoid. You generally want to start slower and finish faster. So your action step for this mistake is to do continuous workouts in all three disciplines that are kind of like time trials you could be going pretty hard or all out if you want to it doesn't have to be all out though the important thing is that you get several different time splits at equal distances and see how evenly you paced your effort and at least for running and swimming all you will need is a stopwatch so for the swim for example you could do a 400 meter time trial and get splits each 100 meter and see how they compare And for the run, you could do something like eight laps on the track, 3,200 meters, and get splits every lap and compare them, see how evenly you paced it. And on the bike, if you can find, for example, 10 kilometers of flat road and get splits every 2.5, this is the hardest one. It might require a GPS watch, but you could also measure it up with a car or something like that. So yeah, it's possible to do with a stopwatch even on the bike, although it's a bit more challenging. Anyway, that's your action step. Do these workouts and see how evenly you manage to pace yourself and work on improving that. Mistake number four is not learning proper form and technique. And this is especially true in swimming, but also in running, to some extent even in cycling. There are technical elements in all three disciplines that you should learn sooner rather than later before ingraining bad habits. Otherwise, poor technique might lead to overuse injuries, and again, this is especially common for running, but could happen in swimming or cycling. And the other thing that poor technique might do is to prevent you from becoming any faster once you get to a certain point, no matter matter how fit you get. And swimming is a great example of this, because you might work harder and harder and harder but at some point your technical limitations will prevent you from getting much faster at all you will just push more water and waste more energy but not get faster move faster forward so i highly recommend speeding up the process of learning form and technique by seeking help on the bike it's as easy as reaching out to a local cycling club or tri club probably cycling club actually to be honest more so than a tri club and go out on for example group rides but if you are a complete beginner and a bit scared of that you don't need to do that you can always ask somebody to show you the ropes before or after those group rides and you don't need to join the actual ride itself the same thing with running an experienced runner or triathletes in your local club will I'm sure be more than happy to help you do ask for feedback they will look at you running and come with pieces of advice one thing to be wary of is that running form is very individual there are very few truths universal truths I would say there are a few like not overstriding but if they go into tiny tiny minute details that you feel might not necessarily be applicable for every single athlete then uh, do seek a second opinion for that 
For swimming, finally, I will always, always, for beginners, recommend getting one-on-one private coaching with an on-deck coach as you're learning it. It's such a technical sport, and the investment will be worth it 100 times over since you'll improve so much quicker, which will also mean that you'll enjoy swimming a lot more. But that's essentially it. Seek out help, coaching, keep asking people from local clubs about technique. Be selective, though, so that the people you ask actually know what they're talking about. There's a podcaster, I forget his name, but you might want to send him an email, for example, and maybe even even shoot him a couple of videos so, so that you can get a quick piece of feedback. Technique training, I want to remind you of as well, is not the same as doing drills. Technique training may be just becoming really, really aware of what you're doing and then really focus on it. And the swim, for example, again, is a great, great example. Just doing short reps of 25 or 50 meters, being completely present and focused on what you're doing in the moment, trying to execute every stroke as best as you can. You're swimming, so you're not doing drills, but it's still technique training. And in my opinion, probably the best kind of technique training is the same with running and cycling. You just need to become present and become aware of what you're doing and try to think of it. What happens if I change something, some element of my form or technique? And one beginner triathlete that I coach is uh, a complete beginner to swimming, but she is extremely good at this, at being aware and really focusing in on this. So I have no doubt, to be honest, that within a few years, she might be my best or one of my best triathlon swimmers because she has that attribute, which again, in my opinion, is probably the most important uh, predictor for swimming improvements, that she has presence and awareness. So that's certainly what's helped me when I started swimming, having that that single-minded focus when I'm doing my swimming, along with getting several coaches to help me with my swimming. And I can't emphasize enough that it will be so much more enjoyable later on if you seek out that help and work on that technique at the beginning, because you can then later keep improving and keep building layer upon layer of fitness on that solid base of technique. And you won't have those limitations from or from getting faster because of your technique and you won't suffer as much from overuse injuries that can pop up all the time really for people that have poor technique. So your action steps for this mistake is to improve your awareness by just being present, focusing hard on what you're doing. Be 100% present when you train and leave your headphones and mobile phone at home. And uh, the other action step would be to get help from coaches in swimming especially and other people. Ask people to look at your technique and give you feedback. And that's the action steps for mistake number four. Mistake number five is training your best discipline the most and your weakest the least. And this is a straightforward and quick point, really. It's very common to see people coming into triathlon from a background in one of the sports. Let's use running, for example. And then when starting training, triathlon training, since swimming and biking may be a bit foreign, you're not really good at them and not necessarily comfortable with them, you end up putting off training these disciplines. So a runner turned triathlete may do three runs per week and just one swim and one bike per week because they're comfortable and good at running. But what they should be doing really is maybe two swims and two bikes and one run per week instead. It's pretty easy to be honest, to maintain a fitness level in one discipline on pretty minimal training in that discipline. There's a lot of overlap between disciplines and uh, plus maintaining is always so much easier than building and improving fitness. 
So your focus should be to improve your technical skills, your comfort levels, and also your fitness in those weaker disciplines. So for this runner turned triathlete, it would be swimming and biking, of course. So the action steps for this mistake is to make your weakest discipline or disciplines the one that you train the most with two caveats. Caveat one is if all disciplines are equal, a fairly equal distribution in training volume as well is fine. And caveat number two is if you're a complete beginner, in some cases, and this is especially true if you're overweight, it may be necessary to hold back on running a little bit, even if that's your weakest discipline for injury prevention reasons. Mistake number six is training at the wrong intensities. It's very easy to end up training in a gray zone of moderately hard all the time. And this is actually the least effective way of training in terms of improved performance and fitness. For complete beginners, you may not need or you actually probably in most cases shouldn't include any intensities at all in your training. Just gradually build up volume and distance. And this will improve your aerobic endurance and make you more resilient to injury by strengthening tendons, bones and ligaments. But if you're not a complete beginner, then the concept of keeping your easy sessions very easy and doing the hard sessions hard enough, not just at moderate intensity, is the best way to improve your endurance. Don't do too much intensity, though. See mistake number one again for this one. But I highly recommend, because we can't go too much into structuring your training week in this episode, but do go back to episode 54, Beginner Triathlon Training, with Gail Bernhardt, and listen to that for more information on the exact training program that you can use. And also more information on who should include intensity in their training and how to do that and when. So your action steps for this mistake is if you're a complete beginner, no need to really think about this too much, to be honest. Just go out there and enjoy it and don't, no need to really do too much intensity at all. But uh, for those of you that are ready to include some intensity, consciously slow down your easy sessions. You can do this even if they already feel easy. It won't derail fitness improvements. And then listen to episode 54 for how to include some interval training or other more intense training. An example would be that let's say you train two times per week per discipline. You might be able to do one session per week per discipline as a more intense session. But it depends a bit on your individual background, of course. But listen to episode 54 for more information on that. And finally, mistake number seven is not having a race plan. Fail to prepare and prepare to fail, as they say. This is a really big one. I actually probably shouldn't have placed it last in this list uh, because it, I could have placed it probably on number three. But uh, anyway, it is where it is now. So let's uh, roll with it. The thing is, if you haven't given your race a thought and spent some time planning it out before the gun goes, then you run a much greater risk of not having as good an experience as you could, and worst case, maybe not finishing at all. So I really recommend having a race plan and also writing it down. It's very important. And I'll include a downloadable race plan template in the show notes for this episode on thattriathlonshow.com. And the things that you need to include in your plan before the race are 
Number one, I would write down your race goal. And in most cases, for complete beginners, it might be to finish the race and have a good experience. And that's a perfect goal. If you've done a triathlon before, it may be to go faster than last time. But remember that courses vary a lot, as do weather conditions and other things. So uh, put some consideration into that when you write your goal. Number two, this is where it gets very practical. An equipment list that you will then check off checkboxes for when packing and preparing for your race. So include both equipment that you definitely will use like you will definitely use goggles and you will definitely need your bike and your bike shoes or maybe not bike shoes uh, i'm not sure but helmet you definitely need your helmet and goggles running shoes and also include equipment that you may be using that should be brought as a backup and also remember things like having warm clothes for before and after the race and i have in my template race plan template a lot of items there ready on the list with checkboxes so you can just then circle or mark the ones that you need or just delete the others and keep your own personal version of that equipment list then the third thing that you need is a detailed time schedule when should you get up on race morning when do you have breakfast when do you leave when do you need to be where when do you warm up when do you put on your wetsuit you need to get really granular on this because otherwise chances are you'll have a really stressful morning because there's a lot that goes into a triathlon race it's not at all like a running race where you can just show up and and really roll with whatever comes your way a triathlon race is much much more stressful in that way so a detailed time schedule i feel is a must and also related to this if you're traveling actually having your travel itinerary is a good thing then number five is your race execution this is super important pacing as we talked about goes with this with race execution how should you feel at certain points of the race how should you feel after t1 and after five minutes of the bike think about those things plan them out and write them down and then study it transition one and transition two or t1 and t2 strategies try to do these transitions in training of course several times but also visualize them think them through and know exactly what you need to do even if somebody woke you up in the middle of the night and had you reiterate your race plan you should know these things and finally for the race execution also uh research the course are there hills that you need to slow down for or windy stretches that might come up or similar that you need to account for in your race execution and number six on the list should be nutrition and fueling what will you have for breakfast this should be practice in training and how far out from the race will you have breakfast what will you have the night before even and uh, of course fueling during the race if you will be out for close to two hours in your first sprint for example or maybe well above three hours for an olympic then you'll definitely want to take on fueling and uh, i recommend that you listen to episode 41 of that triathlon show i'll link to it in the show notes and that has great great information on how exactly you can fuel your races and finally i would include what if scenarios so that you know what you do if certain things happen for example what do you do if you panic on the swim and have to stop swimming freestyle and go to breaststroke for example well you can think this through and say okay take a few seconds to tread water and calm down and really really take your time take it easy 
take deep, slow breaths, and then start swimming breaststroke. And then maybe after a minute, you can try to swim freestyle again. Your swim is not ruined because because you panic at one point if you have that plan B or what if plan. Another example is what happens if you feel extremely tired getting off the bike? Well, just taking those first few running steps very slowly and building into it might be the way that you want to tackle it. So your action steps here is, again, go to the show notes on thattriathlonshow.com and download my template and fill it out before your race. Or if you don't want the template, then just in your own document or on a piece of paper and in your mind, think through and write down your race goal, equipment pack list, detailed time schedule, race execution, nutrition and fueling, and what-if scenarios. Okay, that wraps it up for the seven mistakes that beginner triathletes make. I hope that you found it valuable and that you get some use for it and can apply those action steps that I mentioned. You can, as usual, find the show notes for today's episode on thattriathlonshow.com, where, as mentioned, you will have that race plan template that you can download. You can contact me and send me questions on michael at scientifictriathlon.com or tweet me on Twitter, where my handle is at sidetriat. And by the way, uh, that might be the contact details for the podcaster I was talking about earlier with uh, regard to how, how to ask who you can ask about technique tips. In the next episode, which will be released on Monday, we will talk about how you can spend less money on triathlon. So that is exciting stuff. I can see that becoming a hit already. If you enjoyed this episode and enjoy the podcast in general, I would really, really appreciate it if you could give the podcast a rating and review in your podcast app or on iTunes. I recently got an email that said, I have left a review on iTunes. Hope it helps you, your great podcast, get to a bigger audience like it deserves. I am a newish listener and decided to start from the beginning, so wasn't aware you were still needing reviews so much. So uh, I replied to this listener, as I will say now, that yes, I will always need more ratings and reviews, both to reach a bigger audience. iTunes and podcast search are really weird in that they really seem to prefer and rank podcasts that started years and years ago, even if those podcasts don't have reviews and haven't released an episode for several years. So it's it's weird, but the only thing that uh, I can keep doing is being consistent. That is a, a habit that I apply for my podcasting as well as my training and uh, and also getting those ratings and reviews. That's super important. But more importantly than that, iTunes and podcast rankings is, of course, that I set myself the goal of creating a podcast worthy of 100 five-star reviews before the end of this year, 2017. So if you think it's worthy of a five-star review or a review, an honest review and feedback, and this podcast has helped you, please help me back with this one small favor of leaving it a rating and review. Thank you, as always, for listening. I really appreciate you tuning in two times per week on Mondays and Thursdays. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.